And we will begin reading verse 21. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete and to have gained thus harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, and there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. Somebody say ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. <laughs> For I believe, God, that it shall be even as it was told me. How be it, we must be cast <laughs> upon a certain island. But when the fourteenth night was come, as we were driven up and down in Adria about midnight, the shipmen deemed they drew near to some country and sounded and found it twenty fathoms. And when they had gone a little further, they sounded again and found it in 15 fathoms. Verse 29, Then fearing lest we should have fallen upon the rocks, they cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. I'm going to go back to verse 23. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am, and whom I serve, verse 24, saying, fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. I, I'm going to just label this sermon this morning uh, dealing with a shipwreck. I, I just had shipwreck before, but God just gave me dealing with a shipwreck. It's, 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 it's right here in the text that Paul has a purpose. And he has a destination. And he's going to fulfill his purpose. But... As he's on his way, he's going through some hard times. I, I, I want you to understand life is full of choices. Life is full of storms. Uh, you know where you want to go, but it might not be an easy journey. 
verse here is, is, is here in the text. I'm not going to be moving too far from Acts 27 chapter. I just want to read some highlights there. But in verse 8, uh, Paul warns them that they should not go. And, and now Paul is not known to be a great sailor. Paul is not even quoted of being a fisherman. Paul, as everybody know, I'm a Pharisee. I study God's laws. I, I know the text. I, I know the scriptures. I, I know the prophets. But he's telling some sailors and some soldiers where they should go. Now, I, I want you to place yourself as a soldier, as the pilot of the ship, as the captain of the ship. You have a prisoner telling you where to go. A prisoner telling you where you should go. Now, if you're the captain, you're the owner, you're thinking this, look, you're a prisoner. Of course you don't want to go to jail. <laughs> of course you would like us to hold back from selling right now. But, 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 Paul gives them the reason why it's right there in the text. Go ahead and look at verse 8. He says there, he says here, he says there that look, it's after the time of the fast. It's, it's after the time of Yom Kippur. It's after the time of atonement. And we know during this season that oftentimes storms arise and it's going to be difficult to sail. This is common now to those that live in the area, and Paul's letting them know this, but they're thinking here that, look, uh, this prison's telling us, but we got a, a task to do, we got a job to do, and the soldier said, I will listen to the pilot and the owner, and they said, move on. Now, I don't blame them for saying move on, because that's how I am in my life. If I'm going somewhere, I don't want you to tell me to slow down. If I know where I want to go, I don't want you to tell me when I should stop. I, I, I remember that when I was a child and I traveled with my family, that there was one pace. It was their pace. If you couldn't keep up, that was your fault. I remember times that they would tell you, go to the bathroom. And I would say, I don't want to go. They said, you better go now because we're not stopping. And how true that was. <laughs> I'll be in the back. Oh. Patting my feet, holding on, please, you're going to pull over at some time, please. And then, and then I'm the little one, so I'm, I'm crammed in between my brothers and my sisters, so guess who got out first? It wasn't me. <laughs> so now I'm holding on even longer, so if only I'd have listened and did what they told me to do. But oftentimes that when we stopped, I had my agenda was to get the goodies while they were gone. To go into the store, get some candy, get my chips so I could set up. Or if I was in the seat, I didn't want to sit on, I tried to take the other seat so when they came back, you ain't gonna move me. And so this time I paid the price for me just being concerned about my own agenda. I want you to understand in life, catch this, catch this, you gotta listen to other people. You don't know it all. Paul is not an expert sailor, but he's telling sailors how to be experts at sailing. <laughs> you may be on your job, and you may not be the best person at your job, but somebody can step up and help you out. But are you going to be willing to listen? 
it'll take humility. It may slow you down, but yet it'll be a benefit for you to listen. So look at here. Look, 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 look what the soldiers and the owners had to deal with. Look at verse 12. And because the haven was not commodious to winter, it's such a big word, in the more part advised to depart than since, if by any means they might attain to, to Phoenix or Phoenix, there to winter, which is in a haven of Crete, and live towards the southwest and northwest. They were thinking here that, well, Paul has a good point. Uh, we do stay here. We might run into some problems. Uh, but I think that this is not a good place to port. So let us find a better place to go. So they're trying to get to Phoenix, where it might be a little bit better for them to stay there for the winter time. So they decided to move on. Now, see, in our lives, we weigh options. We choose our choices. We think, well, mama says this, daddy says this, my spouse says this, my children say this, and I see this. So I have to make a decision. That's the problem in life. <laughs> you got to make a choice. You, it, oftentimes, you want somebody else to make a choice for you. But yeah, you have to make the choice, and you have to be willing to deal with the consequences of your choices and so they made their choice to sail on and, and this is what I like in life that oftentimes when you make the choice you chose it starts off good right 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 you, you think I made the right decision. Uh, it, it's not as bad as somebody told me it was going to be. I, I, I'm seeing the sun shining. Man's a brand new day. You know how it was when you got in that relationship that you broke up with two months later. It started out good. The honeymoon was awesome. Everybody told you this person's no good for you, but you said, I'm in love. You can't tell me anything. That person cheating on you. No, he's not. I'm in love. Things start off good. It's right here in the text. Verse, 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 verse 12. I'm sorry, verse 13. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, <laughs> losing this, they sailed across close by Crete. They see the, they had a good wind coming. They say, hey, I think we're going to make it. It's going to work out. That's how life is, that we, we, we go the way we want to go oftentimes, and it looks good. Uh, but it, it, it didn't stop there. Look, 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 look. But long after, <laughs> there arose against a tempestuous wind called Eurocladin. A typhoon, a, a hurricane, also in the translation to be the northeastern wind. And see, it, it has a name because it happens often. <laughs> I, I, somebody, I, I, make, I might be losing somebody. See, oftentimes in life, you go through trials and tribulations. Why? Because it happens when you make wrong decisions. <laughs> you, you go into a place. Now, now, now catch this. Paul is on his way to Rome. I, I want you to cast this character here, Paul. The same Paul, the same Paul that they, they known as Saul, but they called him Paul. That same one that said, Stephen, yes, he's dead. The same one that wanted to kill all the Christians. The one that fell off his high horse on the road to Damascus and, and God blinded him. And then he woke up and he saw the light and started preaching Jesus. The same Paul who, who they stoned and carried out for dead got back up and went back to them same folk that stole them preaching 
preach in Christ. The same Paul that went in front of the judge and, and the Hebrews wanted to kill him. And he said, since they tried to kill me, I'm going to appeal all the way up to Caesar because that's my Roman citizen right. And because he had a purpose of doing so, God was going to fulfill this purpose. And that's why Paul is on his way to Rome. And that's why Paul is on this ship. But I'm going to stop right there. Paul's on this ship. The people are on the ship. Paul knows where he wants to go. He is a volunteer prisoner. In the Roman time of law, he's really not a prisoner by choice, but a prisoner, I mean, sorry, a prisoner by force, but a prisoner by choice. Because he appeals to see Caesar. And so he, is, he was renting a house and writing letters as a prison. I, 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 that just, 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 just confused the mess out of me here. But yet that's what Paul was doing. So Paul knew where he was going. And he, and he, told, he told the people, he said, look here, I, I think we can make it if we just stay here. But they started off good. But contrary winds come. I want you to understand the life. Contrary winds will come. Even when you're headed in the direction you should go. Contrary winds will come. There's a popular song that I, I, I still love to this day. Me and G, we love this song all the time. You know, new, new edition, what they say is, can you stand the rain? Tell me, my storms will come, you know, but, but will you be able to stand it? Will you be able to go through it? These shippers had, these shipmen had to know that a storm was coming, they, and they thought they could make it through, but now the storm comes. Now we get into the nitty to the gritty. What will you do when a storm comes in your life? Uh, I, I want you to understand you have choices here. Paul, you can be like Paul, or you can be like everybody else. I, I went to Cassis. It was Paul, and there was everybody else. What are you saying? Well, it's right here in the text. When the contrary winds happened, they became scared. Look at verse 18. And when being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the ship. And the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appear and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we would be saved was taken away. Now, Castus, they were on a ship, and they realized that now this, this ship that they got onto was an Alexandrian ship, and, and, and Paul went from boat to boat to boat just trying to get to Rome, and the ship they got on was carrying cargo, carrying wheat. In other words, they were carrying money. And they realized that they weren't going to make it. So they said, my life is more important than this cargo. So they threw the cargo overboard. But that wasn't helping any. So they took off some of the wood that they didn't need for the ship and let that overboard. But that wasn't helping any. And, and, and now during this time frame, during this time frame, there was no compass. There weren't any charts. What did they use? Was the stars and the sun. But did they see any? 
When you're going through times of your life of storms, it seems like everything's against you. You are getting rid of things that you thought that were close to you, realize you no longer need anymore. When you go through storms of life, you may lose friends, you may gain friends. You see, they, they let go of the stuff they were carrying before, then they found it was just access luggage. Y'all, y'all, y'all with me here? How you get into something sounds off good, but once you start going and it starts getting harder on you, you start realizing there's some things I need to hold on to, and there's some things that I need to let go. That, that, that once I get there, I really won't need them once I get there, but I want them right now. I, 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 my, 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 my mom used to always tell me this whenever I got my money from my paper route, how I had, I had money burn a hole in my pocket. Because I wanted something then, I didn't want to wait. And so I, I learned a lot about appreciation and depreciation. I, I, I would buy basketball cards and baseball cards and, and, and I'll spend a lot of money for them. And I'll think they're going to hold their value. So I buy a car for $60. It goes up to $100. I say, oh, I came out rich. The next year, it goes down to $10. Boy, do I feel bad. Lost all my money. Then I justify, I say, well, the car means more to me than money. But in the long run, it's just that oftentimes we want things that look good at the time, but we really don't need. And later on in life, it depreciates, and we realize we didn't need to hold on to it any longer, but we rather hold on to it and sink with the ship. Don't sink with the ship. Let go of what you need to let go. Tell somebody, let go of what you need to let go. I'm, I'm trying to help somebody here. I'm trying to help somebody here. Now, the people were confused and scared. I'll I, 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 I tell you, I don't sell much. And I have motion sickness. I will be feeling just like these folks. I won't be feeling like Paul. I'm telling you right now. Because they didn't eat. Because they were sick and tired. Have you ever been sick? Anti, I'm not just talking about physical, I'm just talking about emotional, that you just did not eat. You was worried about your job, you was worried about your child, you was worried about this relationship, and you're sick, and you're tired, and you cannot eat. You got children sometimes scared to go to school because what people say about them. They sick and tired of kids talking about them. You got people that want to go to work because they boss get on their last nerves, they sick and tired of being physically and verbally abused by their boss. You have people, spouses, that just don't want to go home to their house because they're sick and tired of the abuse that's going on in that relationship. They were in this ship, and the ship was being abused by the water and the waves, and they were sick and tired of being abused by this water. They have given up all hope. They didn't think they could make it. They didn't know who to turn to, but I'm glad that Paul was on the ship. I, I hope somebody can find a Paul in your life. Look here, verse 21. But after a long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, <laughs> you should have hearkened unto me. And I have loosed from Crete to have gained this harm and loss. My, 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 my. Oftentimes we just don't understand the benefit of listening beforehand. Till afterwards. 
it hits us. I, I'm glad that hindsight is 2020. I'm glad I can look back and learn from the mistakes that I, I, I could have gone this way and not suffered this harm and this loss. But, but yet Paul did not just stop with, I told you so. But Paul says, now I exhort you, means what? I'm encouraging you. I, I, I know your, your, your husband, your wife is treating you like a so-and-so. I, I know your job is getting on your last nerves. I, I know there's kids that don't treat you and love you like you should, but I want you to be of good courage. See that? See that? Be of good cheer. <laughs> For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. I'm glad that if God is for you, who can be against you? I, I, I want you to understand that even in your relationship, you know, the, Jesus said who, what God has put together, let no man put asunder. When God has put a purpose in your life, he has the power to present you all the way to the end of that purpose. I, I, I think I went over somebody I said with those big words. Let me just low, slow it down. If life is a game, God knows how to start the game. He knows how to end the game. I think I got somebody there. I think I got somebody. Let me, let me help somebody else out here. If you know that your house is at the end of the street and you have to walk to get there, you will walk to get there. Because you know where the end is. You know it's at the end of the street. God knows where the end is, and he's going to help you get there to the end of the street. Paul knew where he was going, but yet Paul had heard from God on high. Now, I told you, what, you, what are you going to do when you go through the storm? Are you going to be like everybody else, or are you going to be like Paul? We're about to find out what, how Paul handled the situation. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, fear not, Paul. Thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God hath given thee all them that shall that sail with thee. Now, now this has got me excited right here. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. For I believe. Uh, I, I, he did not say the pilot believes, uh, the, the soldier believes. He didn't say the sailors believe, but Paul's letting you know, I, I'm not based on what you, because y'all gave up hope. Y'all don't think you're going to make it out this storm. Y'all giving up all hope of salvation. But I believe, God, that it shall be even as it was told me. But, 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 how be it? Mm. We must be cast upon a certain island. My, 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 my. Now, now that's the problem that, that humbled me again. I, I got excited when Paul said, I believe we're going to make it, but we're going to have some trouble getting there. <laughs> Think about it. You, wanna, you know where you want to go, but there's going to be some trouble, some turbulence, some contrary winds, some storms that will come on your way to get there. But guess what? You can still get there. So Paul said, be of good cheer. Now, I told you, I, 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 would, be, I would not have been like Paul while I was on the ship. I would have been like everybody else, just complaining, just say, oh, woe is me. I'm just not going to make it. But yet Paul was in the darkness, in the midnight hour, and he was of good cheer. Why? Because he realized that God would not take me in a place that he can't bring me out. All 
You see, you've been dark, you've probably been in, a, in an hour of darkness in your life, feeling like, how can I make it? But you can just say to yourself, be of good cheer. Because of Jesus, I will not be lost. Because of Jesus, I will come through. Because of Jesus, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Because of Jesus, he told me that for man it is impossible. With God, all things are possible. Because of Jesus, there's no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus. Because of Jesus, no man can separate me from the love of God. And so Paul is in this time and realizing that, that I, I'm, I'm in this journey of my life. And it's not an easy journey. It's a difficult journey, but God. But God. Now, other thing that, that shows me here that Paul points out that they will be blessed because of him. Uh, it's right there in the text. I, I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. Look, 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 look. Verse 24, saying, fear not, Paul, thou must be brought. Thou must be brought before Caesar. And, Lord, God hath given thee all them that sell with thee. All right? Who's going to Caesar? Paul. And because Paul is on that boat, because Paul is on that ship, Everybody else is blessed. I, 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 I reach some people. I didn't reach everybody. Because Paul is on that ship. God did not only bless Paul, but he blessed all 276 of those people on that ship. That they all will be safe through the storm. Uh, uh, catch this. You might be on an airplane, going somewhere, and God wants you to go there. You hit some contrary winds. People are scared, don't know if they're going to make it. But you look at them and say, be of good cheer. Because God has put me on an appointment to go over here, and since I'm going to make it, guess what? You're going to make it. I know you've given up hope. I know you may not know the same Savior that I know, but that's all right because my faith <laughs> in him is enough for you right now. <laughs> and his favor is so good on me. Guess what? We're going to cross to the other side together. I I I'll give you another biblical example. Uh, Moses, y'all know Moses. <clears throat> uh, Moses started out as a basket case. Uh, he didn't know where he, who, who he was, where he was from. Then 40 years later, he caught sense. But he did it the wrong way, murdered a little boy. Thought he was okay. Then he got caught, found out. He ran into the wilderness for 40 more years. Then, then God sold himself in a burning bush that wasn't on fire. Told Moses, take off your shoes, you're on holy land. Listen to me. Drop your staff, turn into all snake, pick it back up. Wow, God, you are doing something. Put a hand to Moses and say, Lord, I can't talk. God said, look, I've made your tongue. But since you need some assistance, go to your older brother. He'll speak for you. And so God is calling out Moses. Goes to these same Israelites that call out to God to save them. 
And God brings them out. These same people who call out to God started doubting God. But because of Moses' faith in God, said he has brought you out. And he's going to take you to the other side. Now, there were over a lot of people that doubted Moses. But because of his faith in God, those people crossed on dry land in the Red Sea onto the other side. I, didn't, I, didn't, I only caught a few people. All right, Joshua. Uh, Joshua became the leader after Moses. These same folk uh, told Moses in the presence of Joseph and Caleb uh, that place Jericho is too big for us. I don't think God can overcome that place. Uh, we can't make it. So God told those hard-headed folks, well, then you ain't going to go. But Joshua and Caleb will. And Joshua, because of his faith, and Caleb's faith, was enough for that new generation to march around seven times. The walls of Jericho. And on the seventh time, they shout for joy. They was of good cheer. And the walls came tumbling down and overtook the city. And, and because of Rahab, aha, her faith alone in God saved her whole household. It didn't say everybody believed. It said that Rahab believed. And by her faith, that whole household was blessed. Because of Joshua's faith, the whole children of Israel were blessed. Uh, 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 Y'all must not be too familiar with that story. Let me go with another story. I I'm going to leave the judges alone. Maybe y'all know the kings. Uh, uh, there was a young boy who was already uh, anointed to become king. And, and uh, there was an army coming against them. And, and they were scared of this army. The king was hiding in his own tent. And this little boy named David comes by and says, how dare they? I, I like how, how David says this uncircumcised Philistine. They're to talk about my God and his people. I, I got something for him, man. And so David comes before this uncircumcised Philistine uh, with a stick. And the Philistine look at him and say, you think I'm a dog? You're going to beat me with a stick? I, I'm translated for you all to understand what he say. You think you're going to beat me like a dog with a stick? And he says, yeah, I stand on the authority of my God, who is a real God. And I will strike you down with him. And David was so bold that he didn't just walk up. He ran up to the man like, what? I dare you to come after me because I got something for you. And he ran up, took his slingshot, and with one stone, God guided it. Right into Goliath's head. He fell down. And then the people arose up because of David's faith. And they overcame the Philistines. One man. One faith. And his purpose was able to bless Everybody else that followed behind him. Uh, what I'm trying to tell you here is this, that God did not just place you here for yourself. But you are, have the great potential, the great opportunity to bless somebody else in your life. By how you follow him, that when you go through trials and tribulations, there may be some people there with you. And you can tell them, be of good cheer because I know my God will bring me out of these circumstances. And since you're down here with me in the trenches, I, I, I don't know where you've been, but I can tell you where you can go with God. Uh, Paul realized that God has called him out. God has purposed him and that God was going to see it through. Now, I want you to understand that even after all of that, the people still had doubts. 
Look here. Verse 27, but when the 14th night was come, as were driven up and down in Adria about midnight, the shipmen deemed that they drew near some country and sounded and found in 20 fathoms. And when they had gone a little further, they, they sounded again and found it 15 fathoms. Then fear lest we should have fallen upon rocks, they cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. Basically, they say, I hope we can make land because we, we, we shouldn't be living right now because we're going to die now. I wish we were not born. I, I can see this upset. They're giving up hope, y'all. They're giving up hope again. And as the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship, when they had let down the, the boat, the lifeboat, in the sea, under color as though they would have cast anchor out of the, of the forest. Basically, what they're saying here, the Bible is saying that they try to act like they were lowering down the anchors when they lowered down the lifeboat. They didn't want other people to know that, look, we got doubts, y'all. Yeah, y'all believe in that man, Paul? Paul, Paul told y'all that y'all going to make it, but we see contrary right now. Uh, we, we're kind of close to land, y'all. I, I don't think we're going to make it, so we're going to act like we y'all. We, we, there's some people that will be with you through the storm, acting like they're going through you with the storm, but they're not trusting they're going to make it. But yet Paul said to the centurion, to the soldier, except these Abide in the ship. You cannot be saved. My, 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 my. Catch this. It's going to be times when you're going to have to really get down to the nitty to the gritty. God, I trust you. Or I trust what I can do. I, I think that went over somebody. They knew they could get on a lifeboat and leave this big boat and maybe manage the storm in a lifeboat. But Paul let them know, God said that if you get off this boat, you will not be saved. Now, they got to take this. Do I believe what I do not see? Or I believe what I can touch and feel right now? Do I believe what I've done before in the past? When a ship is about to crash, we get on a lifeboat, we let the ship sink, and we okay? Or do I trust God to do some miracle? God can make a way out of no way. I want you to understand that you are in a ship of life right now. And your ship might be sinking right now. Everything you thought you had on that ship you think you need. And then when the storm arises, you start letting stuff go. And then just when you thought she was going to make it, you think again, I'm not going to make it. And so then you start thinking, how can I save myself? But I'm glad that I can't save myself. And God knew I could not save myself. So therefore, he sent Jesus to save me. Because if I was left to my own devices, I would be lost and confused. Not just part of the day, but all day. And so Paul let them know that, look, here, just hold on just a little bit longer. <laughs> Help is on the way. You, you will be redeemed. You will be saved. I, I know it looks hard right now. I know you're trying all that you can to keep your senses. But just hold on a little bit longer. He says here, yeah. and while the day was coming on, Paul besought them all to take meat. Man, look at Paul here. Saying, this day is the 14th day that you have tarried and continued fasting, having taken nothing. Wherefore, I pray you to take some meat, for this is for your health. But there shall not an hair fall, O my Lord, from the head of any of you. 
And when he had thus spoken, he took bread and gave thanks to who? God in presence of them all. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. And then were they all of good cheer, my Lord. Hallelujah. And they also took some meat. And were all in the ship, 230 score and 16 souls. And when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship and cast out the wheat into the sea. I want you to catch this here. <clears throat> when you give up all hope, I want you to know that hope is still alive. When you think everything is dead, I want you to know that Christ is alive. Paul let them know that, look, I know it looks hard on you. You've been worried. You've been stressed out. You haven't eaten. But look, be of good cheer. Take eat up this meat. Look, I'm not just telling you, but I'm going to set the example. I'm going to thank God. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for blessing me to be here right now in this storm. Because I know if I'm in this storm, guess what? I can't be out of the storm. But while I'm in, I'm going to praise you. And I'm going to praise you more when I get out. And so he took off the meat. And the people took off the meat. And they were of good cheer. And all 276. Now, the ship did wreck. Some swam. Some held on to the debris. But every one of them landed safely on the land. What will you do when you're in the storm? Will you lean on God? Or will you lean on what you can do? Because what you can do may save you for a little while, but it won't save you forever. But yet when you let God lead you, he'll save you forever. The people, they would have got off that boat, got on that lifeboat, would have been maybe alive, maybe a little bit longer, but they too would have perished. But when they held on to God's promise that they heard through Paul, that Paul received from an angel, he realized that the God that I believe will deliver us safely on land. But look, look, we're going to make it, but we're going to have some problems. <laughs> I want you to know right now in your life, guess what? I don't know what you are going through, but I can tell you through the faith of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that you're going through something. But if, you, if you're going through with Jesus, guess what? You're going to make it. Now, I told you going to make it, but I want you to understand here that there's going to be some problems. <laughs> it, it may not be just a smooth sailing. <laughs> you might come into some contrary winds, but I want you to understand that when you hold on to Jesus, you can throw out some stuff that you was holding on to and say, I'd just rather hold on to Jesus. Look, 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 look. Little verse 40. And, and when they had taken up the anchor, they committed themselves unto the sea and loosed the rudder bands and hoisted up the mainsail to the wind and, and made towards sore and, and, fall, and, and falling into a place where two seas met. They ran the ship around and the forepart sucked fast and remained unmovable, but the hem part was broken with the violence of the waves and the soldiers counsel was to kill the prisoners lest any of them should swim out and escape but the centurion willing to save Paul y'all see that there again Paul 
kept them from their purpose and commanded that they which would swim should cast themselves first into the sea and get to land. And the rest, somebody say the rest. Some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. I, I want to sure they catch this here, that, 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 that Paul made it. And, and not only did Paul made it, everybody made it. But yet, but, yet, but yet, because of Paul, not only did everybody make it, but guess what? The prisoners were about to be killed. But the centurion said, because of Paul, because of Paul's great courage, because of Paul's great faith, but yet, better than that, because of the favor of the Lord is on Paul, it blessed his fellow prisoners. That they did not get killed, but they too floated to safety. I want you to cast it. See, see, you are not here just for yourself. You're going through a storm and you're thinking, oh, woe is me. Why, why am I going through this? Think about this. How can I help somebody while I'm going through? It might be a great testimony to give somebody else. It might be a great way to live a life for your children while you're going through it. It might be able to help your brother and your sister while you're going through. But while you are going through, I want you to know that if you're going through and Jesus is right there, guess what? You can make it out. They made it out. I, I just want to close with this. In the 28th chapter, Paul and everybody makes it to the island of Malta. And uh, they were received well by the indigenous people there. And they were about to make a fire. So Paul gathers firewood and he places the wood in the fire. And, and, and out of the heat, uh, the, the fire, it draws out a viper, a snake, and it bites him on his hand. And, and Paul has to be a cool fellow because it seems he just shook his hand. <laughs> and the snake fell into the fire. Uh, and I'm saying he had to be a cool fella because uh, how many here had a spider jump on you? <laughs> Woo! Made you do the holy dance, right? But a snake jumps out and bites him on the hand. The people look at him and he shakes his hand and the snake falls in the fire. And the people say, see, he escaped the shipwreck. He must be a murderer because God is not going to let him live. See, 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 they, they, they saw Paul, they heard Paul, but still they doubted Paul. But the favor of the Lord, when it's on you, it never stops. If you've been through one storm, guess what? You can go through another and another, and God will bring you through. They were waiting for Paul to fall, but Paul only got strong. I want you to understand, you go through storms of life, and they only will make you stronger. You went through one before, you can go through another one. And, and people may still look and observe you after you go through one, so I'm see what you're going to do. Just keep on standing on the promise of God. If God has placed something in your life, you know he's, he's placed it there. Nobody can remove it. Nobody else can take it. And there's one thing, if, you, if you're confused, you say, I don't know why I'm here on this earth. I, I wasn't called to preach. I wasn't called to teach. I want you to understand there's so much more in this world to do. We get caught up thinking, I got to be in the church to serve God. Now you can serve him at your job place. You can serve them in your workplace. You can serve them as a stay-at-home mom in your neighborhood. You, you can do a lot of things to help out the furtherance of God's kingdom. And, and when Paul realized that, in whatever circumstances that I am, he said, I learned to be content. 
I, I'm in a shipwreck, but I'm, I got joy because I know my father's going to bring me through. I, I, I'm in prison, but I got joy because my father's going to bring me through. See, we get caught up, want to live like the world, but Paul was living in the world, but was not of the world. He was willing to give up everything just to hold on to Christ. I, I want you to realize that whatever you're going through, throw out everything else out the ship, but hold on. But hold on to Jesus. Because he's alone. He's the only one that can bring you through. There's nothing too hard in your life that he cannot solve. There's no storm that he cannot handle. So you just hold on. So how to handle the shipwreck of life? There's only one lifesaver. And that's Jesus. And just hold on. And he will bring you safely to shore. And still, even when you get to shore, guess what? You may have some problems. A snake may try to come out and bite you. But guess what? Just hold on. And Jesus will see you through.